Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. Then, randomly, about two weeks ago, I saw that he'd watched my stories. I didn't even know he had Instagram. And I was like, well, fuck, he doesn't follow me, okay? He doesn't mm-hmm. follow me. So I then sent him a message on Instagram just because I was just like being a dick. And I was just like, oh, watching my stories, are we? Absolute weirdo was rumbled, caught on a cracker. Caught. Then I get a message this morning from Mm -hmm. this random girl. Oh no. Spill the tea. This random girl has messaged me going... Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like, apparently, there is a statistic Mm -hmm. that if your friends don't like your partner, or don't, not like, don't get on with your partner, you are twice as likely to get a divorce. That's interesting and makes sense. It's very interesting. Totally makes sense. Um, Because I heard it basically on this podcast, actually, about Love Island called Undercover Lover. And they basically said, they were talking about, I can't remember, they were talking about one of the couples. And the um, woman that was being interviewed basically said that if you are in a relationship and your friends don't get on with your partner in a social sense, uh, your lives then start to become extremely separate. And I also think that we are of the age around the time that you get married, I'm really generalizing. Your friends are very are like your family um, and you're probably spending more time with your friends than your family. So their opinion is, I think, more so highly, what's the word, is, uh, is highly thought of more than mm-hmm. your family probably because you have to spend the most time with them. So you then start living quite separate lives um and yeah i just thought it was a really really interesting fact. that makes complete sense um i mean that speaks volumes have you ever been with somebody that your family or your friends dislike actively and they've made you abundantly aware yes absolutely absolutely my mm-hmm. first ever boyfriend 
what was interesting about him, the one that, do you remember the one that wrote me in that letter? Um, oh God, he yeah. and I actually, we, we got together at school. So when we were at school, um, well, we didn't go to the same school because I went to an all girls school, but he was um, at a school near me. Um, we had the same circle of, of friends because obviously you're, you're in a circle of friends. So in that sense, it, we had a very like together life. And then we went to university, when I went to university and he didn't, and then none of my university friends liked him. And it was a real source of contention the whole way through our relationship. And then when we moved to Dubai together again, we had very, very separate friends because my friends didn't like him. And you know, you're, it's funny that you mentioned as you, as you grow up, your friends become your family um, and you're 100% right. And your li- lives become a lot more intertwined. For me personally, I was a lot more reliant on the opinion of my friends when I was younger. Mm. And, you know, we're a lot more impressionable and we go around our friends thinking, what did you think? What did you think? Yeah. Um, And I'm only saying this guy's name because I know for a fact he will never listen to this podcast, nor will <laughs> any of his friends or family. But his name was Jewel. And I used Joel, to go to university right. with a girl that called him Jewel the Troll. Jewel the Troll. <laughs> Jewel the Troll. And I would be like, I fucking hate him now. And actually, to be fair... Um, he was a little bit, no, he was such a good guy, but I think that probably planted the seed, the fact that, oh God, I don't know if I actually let, like this guy and then it very much tipped me over the edge. And even I'm saying I was a lot more reliant on other people's opinion when I was younger, up until very recently with my recent, um, my recent relationship that I cried about last week and we're not going there again because I'm in a much better headspace. No Yay, tears today. No, no tiny tears today, no I promise. Um, <clears throat> I was acutely aware, not that people disliked him, they didn't. They actually really liked him. But they were, I was acutely aware that people didn't think our relationship was mm, going places, or at mm. least not good places, that our relationship fundamentally lacked in god that real that real fiber that you need to keep it going and i have to say i do think that impacted us breaking up i thought to myself about walking down the aisle and what would my friends and family think um so fiona you are a hundred percent right and that makes total sense to me um yeah absolutely it it does it makes it's a lot it's it's so much easier when you're people and you know when you're your friends and family don't like your partner and it just makes you feel uneasy and but I will say I was again quite reliant on that in the past with my current boyfriend I know that some of my friends are like uh, maybe struggle to see the connection in the first instance like I said he's very introverted and quiet very socially awkward and I'm the opposite gregarious and you know all those things over the top extroverted in time, they've definitely come to bear witness to how the how that we're actually a really good match and gel and mesh very well. When you meet the right person, I truly believe that you don't really care about what other people think, even if it's mm. your friends or your family. But anyways, great point. And we were just talking about that at the weekend. A girlfriend who is about a year into a relationship um, in the beginning, everybody warned her against this guy, said that he was you know, so many things that were slightly negative and a year and a half later they've moved in together and she's never been happier. And this goes to prove that when you know that somebody is right for you in your gut, you really needn't take anybody else's opinion into consideration. Another fact, Fiona, do you know 
that when you've got a headache or a tummy ache or period pain, sex is scientifically proven to alleviate the pain and the discomfort. Mm. This is a fact. Yeah. And I find that whenever I have period pain, having an orgasm, not necessarily sex because that can get messy, but if that's what you're into, that's also fine. Having an orgasm acutely alleviates period pain for a few minutes at yeah. least. Funny you should say tummy ache because so I had sex with the photographer this weekend and before we got into bed I had and I don't know why I think it's because I ate cheese and it doesn't do it doesn't work for me I went to the bathroom and I literally had like a bloat like the most bloated stomach and I was like oh god I'm gonna have to have sex with him now and I got into (laughs) bed and I was like I really want I probably needed to like break wind and I just was like I don't know whether to break wit it was break wind or bloated and I was like it's probably the cheese I just ate I was like I don't know anyway and then like I got into bed and I just like sucked it up and it was fine when I was lying down it kind of was fine and we didn't have sex straight away by the way we had sex in like the total pitch black it was such a like relationship bang you know when like obviously you're when you first start seeing someone you're like you know you're having all the great sex and whatever and now um because I had a bit of a funny like not funny turn with him but I like was in a bit of a like weird place I just didn't really know I didn't really know what was kind of going on and then it was fine I saw him but um yeah we like we I turned off the light because we were going to bed and then it was like completely pitch black and I was thinking to myself are we going to have sex? And then we did. And I was like, do you want me to turn the light on? And he's like, no, no, it's fine. But you know, when you were in a relationship, you have sex with the lights off. It was so weird. Anyway, my point was that we had, when we had sex and I had an orgasm, my tummy ache went, it was great. Uh, honestly, apparently it releases the tension and especially with a headache, that. it releases the tension and, you know, blood is able to flow a lot, you know, more abundantly. And that makes complete sense. Mm. Sometimes when I'm ha- having real period pain, which I do quite often, I just go up there and like knock one out and it yeah, really does know. momentarily alleviate. Um, I need to tell you a story. <clears throat> tell me, tell right, me, tell let me. Let me tell you this story, okay? Because it it, it it happened today and I just like, I just, I'm just like baffled. So basically I was talking to some friends and there is, so in my, in my dating history, there are a lot of like, there are a lot of tragic moments where a lot of the time I get ghosted and whatnot, but there have been times with men in my past where they have become completely obsessed to the point where they hate me. And it has happened now about five times. Um, one, the, the first original member of the I hate slash love fee wish art club was my first first boyfriend he mm-hmm. is still you we all remember the the letter that he wrote um then like a few others have joined and one of the guys that has been a member of the i hate slash love fee wish art club was this guy right i'm just setting the scene of the story so i went out with this guy when i was living in london last time so this is around 2014 2015 in the last kind of months Funny, very similar to me in the photographer. The last kind of months of um, me being in London, I met this guy because I d- decided to go back to Dubai and I matched with this guy on Tinder. And he was so good looking. And I said to my work colleagues, I was like, oh, don't worry, it will just be like my 
goodbye London shag. And I met this guy and he, we had like a really great date. And then he was like, oh, I've just broken up with a girlfriend. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So perfect, perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we literally probably dated for like, no joke about three weeks. Like literally that was probably like the max. And then I moved to Dubai, but he was quite intense with me. And um, he was so good looking, I can't tell you, but he was super intense with me. And then when I moved to Dubai, he kept like blocking me and then being like, you shouldn't have left. And like just being a bit weird with me. And I was like, I've already gone now. Like, we've, and also like, I can't express to you how small, like incapacity, like we literally were dated for three weeks, which is probably like, let's say three or four dates, absolute max. And then like, and then over the years, we've kind of, we kind of lost contact. And then over the years, he's like randomly got in contact with me. So the girlfriend that he broke up with was, I think a girlfriend that they'd been together since like university or something. So they've been together like quite a long time. Anyway, then he got back in contact with me and was like, this was like a couple of years ago. And I was like, listen, look, I, I'm in a relationship now. Um, so I can't really be doing this. And he was like, oh no, no, I'm back with my girlfriend. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I don't really know why you're contacting me, but cool, good for you. And then like a year later, he contacted me again and was like trying to talk to me. And I was like, and he goes, oh, um, are you in a relationship? And I was like, no, we've actually broken up with you. And he was like, cause I was thinking, oh, maybe he's broken up with his girlfriend. He was like, no, no, I'm still with her. And I was like, well, why are you messaging me? And then over the, over the years, right? he has been randomly contacting me. And I just, I don't understand what the motive is. And then when I moved back, uh, he got in contact via LinkedIn. Um, He obviously, I don't know, I don't know how. And um, that was it. He's also completely blocked me off all social media. And then we started chatting. So I was thinking to myself, okay, maybe he's like broken up with his girlfriend because I was like what I don't know why I give him the benefit that out every time anyway then he gives me his number and we start like what's happening and he's being super super flirty like literally like this guy you would never know okay literally I he was like um let's you know let's go to Barry's together like you look so hot like all that stuff so I was like thinking okay he's like I didn't want to also ask and be like oh you with someone I just like just assumed and then I noticed that he was messaging me from a work number and I could tell that was because his whatsapp photo was basically like a business you know one of those like professional photos so I was like mm-hmm. I said to him I was like is this your work number and he was like yeah and then he was obviously busted because then he basically blocked me sent me a message on LinkedIn being like hang on do you know what I'm actually going to read it to you let me get it up professional as what always what a saga hang on it gets so much worse. Basically, I can't find it. But basically, he then sends me this message on LinkedIn being like, hi, um, my fiance isn't best. My fiance, this is the first I've heard of her. My fiance isn't best pleased with us speaking. So I'm going to nip this in the bud. And I was like, you what are flirting wanker. with me. So I just went back to him. I was like, well, I'm not surprised you've got a fiance. So, you know, I'm happy for you. Cool. All good. So that's done, right? He mm-hmm. then messages me. So that was la- this time last year. He then messages me on my birthday this year, which is December, going happy birthday on LinkedIn, didn't reply. Then randomly, about two weeks ago, I saw that he'd watched my stories. I didn't even know he had Instagram. And I was like, well, fuck, he doesn't follow me, okay? He doesn't mm-hmm. follow me. So I then sent him a message on Instagram just because I was just like being a dick. And I was just like, oh, watching my stories, are we? Absolute okay. weirdo was rumbled, caught on a cracker. Caught. Then <laughs> I get a message this morning from mm-hmm. this random girl. <laughs> Oh no, spill the tea. This random girl has messaged me going, get a life and find another man. Wait for it. She's then sent me, I'm going to send it to you. She sent me a photo of their wedding day. What the fuck? And this is two weeks later. 
Okay, prior to this... Hang on, I need to send it to you. Pr- okay, prior to this, what was the last interaction that you had with him? The last interaction was him sending me a birthday message on Instagram, And you LinkedIn, didn't reply. And I didn't reply because I was like, he's got a fiance. I was like, I'm not going to engage with it. Like, you know, what he, you know... He was, I was flirting back with him a year ago and then he told me he had a fiance. So I was like, no worries, you know, good, you know, good riddance, bye, see you later. And then, and what I find so interesting, right, was yes, okay, I completely see from her point of view, if she'd read my Instagram message saying, oh, watching my stories, are we? Would have been seen as a flirty message. But what I'm finding so interesting is my friend was like, what if she was on his Instagram and it popped up? And I was like, this was two weeks ago. She's only just messaged me. But the most dramatic thing is the picture of them on their wedding day. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, they're a good looking couple, granted. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, but um, you know, you know what? That's just... I Isn't that so typical that women so often jump down the throat and drag the other woman down to the ground by the hair? And actually, if she was if she was cognizant of the reality of this situation, she would have absolutely, or she should have, had serious words with her now husband and Fiona you're totally exonerated you've done nothing wrong oh my god absolutely not and over the years he's the one been contacting me and every time I've said have you got a girlfriend and he said yes and I've said okay well why are you messaging me then like and also this guy I haven't and also I cannot explain to you the minimal the minimal time that we him and I spent together it was three weeks Mm -hmm. it was three weeks one summer no one autumn or whatever before I moved country that is all but isn't that indicative of their relationship the fact that she's clearly so head over heels in love with him that she believes that every woman your number one prime suspect are doing everything they can to get you know their hands on her man chances are she can he can tell her a web of lies and she's going to believe it and that happens so often here's the thing when there's kind of that sort of cheating breakdown of trust um you know quite often on social media has a massive part to play messaging on instagram and facebook and liking things and following and all the rest that balls that comes with the social media the world that we live in Yes, it is a really bad taste for a woman to entertain somebody that has a girlfriend. We all know that. It's something that girl code we do not do. But ultimately, it is the fucking man. It is the person in the relationship that has the duty of care and the duty of decency to their partner, not the other person. And yet, quite often, and I'm I'm talking about women here because we're generalising, Quite often it's the woman that goes after the other girl when really they should be addressing the shit show on their doorstep with their partner. I also feel like sometimes it's much easier to go for that other person and to not really immerse yourself in the reality of the darkness of your relationship. And and, and also, because I know that he's obviously spun her. I know what's, okay, this is what I have, this is what I've deduced from it. Mm-hmm. she's gone onto his Instagram and checked his messages. I know mm-hmm. that, 100% I know that because there's no other way that, you know, I, there's I've not had any interaction with him. If she had seen messages on his phone or whatever, it would have been from a year ago, but he's, you know, the master and would have deleted all the messages on his WhatsApp because he blocked me, right? Mm-hmm. So 
I think she's gone on to that and she's gone to him saying, what the fuck is this? And he's basically said, oh, this girl's obsessed with me, blah, blah, blah. Because the interesting mm-hmm. thing of her message to me is get a life and find another man, which makes me think that he's spun her a story basically saying that I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. And it's been from, you know, so many years ago and all this stuff. But actually what she doesn't realize is actually completely the other way around. Because also, you like, I... I think that I've probably been the only other girl that he's dated in between because they, they've been together since uni. They broke up for a period of time. I, I got together with him. And then ever since then, it's been like years and years of him contacting me over the years whilst they've been together. And, and you know just, what? That, that that girl is clearly on high alert, Fiona. Maybe you're on, the tip I, of I the know, iceberg so, and it's happened. I feel happened. sorry for her. I, yeah, I exactly. Her. And none of that should be taken personally. It's, you no, know. No, I don't at all. To be honest with you, I, I, I feel so sorry. I felt, I feel so sorry for her because I, I, and I didn't, I didn't even, I just didn't even engage. I actually deleted the message before, like, cause you know, sometimes in Instagram, it comes to your requests mm-hmm. and you can accept it and then they can see you've seen it. I didn't do that. I just deleted the message. Cause I was like, I don't even want her to spin out and thinking that I've seen and not replied. I, cause I, I've been there where I felt so shit and I've, and that's the I've thing. been you cheated understand on and, that. and the worst bit is like he, we you know what the what I think is so horrible about this situation. I feel really sorry for her. To be honest with you, she shouldn't have fucking messaged me that. But at the same time, like I haven't, he hasn't cheated on her with me, but he's basically emotionally cheated, which I think is actually really really bad. Um, because he's messaging a girl that he used to have a thing with whilst being with her. I mean, I do think that the wedding photo of them is a bit dramatic, dramatic but you know dramatic. what. And like if, I, say, if I was a bad person, or if I was like bothered, I, this is the thing, I just deleted it because I was like, do you know what? I don't want to fucking engage her. I haven't done anything wrong. And I don't want to go to her and be like, actually, here are all the messages. Here's a breakdown over the years. Also, yeah. It's, they, I don't want to do that because that's mm-hmm. not fair. It's their fucking relationship. I've got nothing to do with it. Um, and also, I really want to reply going, find another man. Mate, as if that's my fucking problem. <laughs> Well, do you know what, Fiona, fair play to you, because I think what's clear with you in this situation is that you know how that girl feels. You know, it's not personal. You've been there before and it feels like fucking shit. So you're not there to rile her and to go back with a, you know, a timeline of your communication over the years because whatever, what's that going to achieve? And you know we we've all been she there. She keeps messaging me. If she keeps messaging me, mm-hmm. you're like, you know, I, ch- I was worried that you know I checked love bites and things like that, and she hasn't, you know, she hasn't done it on. She hasn't messaged on anything else. Obviously, if she keeps messaging me, yeah, I will say something. But you know, I'm not going to. And they can sort out their own shit. And also, this is a guy I had a tiny minuscule thing with, and it's escalated into this huge thing. And I'm like, I haven't seen this guy since I was 25. It's been five years. Do you know anyway, what? I had an ex-boyfriend that, that used to message me quite a bit back in the day. And there was once that we were kind of really revving up with the communication. And I just assumed that he had broken up with his girlfriend because surely why the hell would he be messaging me? And then I think a few days in, I just thought I should clarify. And he was like, no, no, we're, you know, we're still together. And I went, fucking hell are you like yeah. are you serious like do you just expect me to continue with this and I just felt so nasty and I felt like 
I really betrayed my own kind of decency and sense mm. of sense of morale. And I would never have gone and messaged the girlfriend and said, by the way, I just wanted to let you know, even though I would have been completely in my, you know, rights to do so. But yeah, when you're messaging somebody, I guess, you know, the lesson is you kind of have to clarify straight off the bat, are you in a relationship or are you single? Because there are so many men and women for that matter, who will just continue and carry on regardless yeah so the onus really is on you to clarify those details before moving forward because there's the lines are so often blurred but that is i mean how how bad is that that we have to constantly be on the alert and we can't just blindly trust people and i think that's and i know it is a thing because you know god i've i've also i've had i've had this is not the first guy that spoke that's chatted to me and then said and then obviously got cold feet and like do you know what shit I am actually in a relationship with someone or I am seeing someone, I'm so sorry. And it's just like, what are you getting out of this? Is it a validation thing or what? Because I just find it so baffling. What actually this is very to do with this. This is a podcast that I sent you and I'll I'll link it in our show notes. Our friend Emma, I was having uh, breakfast with her and she told me about this podcast. It's one of the Guardian uh, podcast episode and it's about why powerful men tend to cheat i haven't had a chance to listen okay, to that must, yet but i will definitely do that the psychology of it is so interesting and actually we've had quite a few women message us and saying you know their their husbands have cheated on them or they've had affairs and it was such an and i'll i will link it because it was such an interesting breakdown about why men in how high-powered jobs cheat and it's actually something that i had touched on a long time ago in one of our episodes about the art of seduction which is men and especially men that are in high-powered positions and this is we're talking like wall street guys politicians you know um you know people in government those those people who have got like a lot of power and autonomy over a lot of you know people basically Mm -hmm. um they are thrill seekers and there is a particular reason why those people have chosen those jobs it's either because they are thrill seekers and they feel a sense of Mm self-worth from taking those jobs or it's because they want to do some kind of good. Usually it's the latter and it's the self-worth thing. And a lot of the time, why men in powerful positions cheat with their um, subordinates, so that's like a, a, usually like, you know, it's this PA, this PA thing. It's such a, it's such a like typical role story. It's because they want a feeling of self-worth because at home, they're not getting it. And the breakdown of communication has stopped between them and their partner or their wife. And they're not feeling the self-worth they want to feel from the from the home. Mm-hmm. And I'm presuming, and this is not something that she said, but I, from what I got was I'm presuming that when they are at work, they are this all-powerful man. And then they come home where there are things that will not make you so powerful, like cleaning up your, your son's poop mm-hmm. or like, doing the dishes and it brings them back down to earth and they can't handle that so they basically go to the person that's going to give them back their self-worth and it interesting about these conversations that you had with your ex or i've had with this guy it's like what are you doing it for what are you not getting from your own situation that you have to then seek from other people big and do you know what my ex that i'm talking about would have been of that stature yeah. And potentially you're 100% right at home. His girlfriend understandably asked him to do the hoovering or yeah. clean the dishes or didn't treat him with that admiration that potentially Absolutely. he has in his professional thrill seeking life. Very good point. 
Very good point. Please, are you going to link that in the show notes? I will link it in the show notes. It was honestly one of the most interesting podcasts I have listened to because this, um, and I'll obviously please do listen to it, but like one of the um, questions was, if you are a couple that have gone through this and you have decided to stay together, um, sometimes actually the bond can be stronger. And that's not to say that if you don't stay with your partner, that isn't completely the right decision because it's all the decision for yourself, what you do. But they, there are, um, there are people that obviously do stay with their partners, and that also can't be looked frowned upon as a weak thing to do. Because I think that's sometimes you know when people cheat or are cheated on, and they decide to stay with their partners, our first reaction to be is to be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But actually if you decide to overcome it together, you can create a stronger bond, which I thought was a really interesting thing. I've never really heard that before. Really super interesting. And Lisa and McFarland always mentions about the varying stages of a relationship. And um, if you choose to continue on a relationship after cheating, breakdown of trust, um, emotional affair, you name it, you can't continue in the same vein and the same mm. thread. You essentially have to begin a completely new relationship carte blanche it take what you learnt from your shortcomings and actually implement new practices and she believes that you know with that in mind you can actually have a much stronger relationship than you did previously you can't continue the same relationship it has to be completely new and fresh and that gives your relationship much more vitality etc and which I thought was super interesting um, really quickly before we move on, because I know you've got something you really want to talk about. That thing that you talked about, um, the kind of the double life cheating thing and messaging somebody <clears throat> and then, you know, you've got a girlfriend, a friend of mine, and I don't want to like villainize relationships and men in, in the UAE, but I reckon why this happens so much is because quite often guys and girls move out to the UAE, they have this whole new life and quite often they have a, a partner still in their in their home country or they're doing long distance or whatever. So a friend of mine uh, was seeing a guy for months and not just seeing like proper relationship together every single night. And this wasn't like a super rich guy, powerful guy. He was like a normal Joe blog. So, you know, you just assume that, you know, they're, they're good for it and they're good, decent human beings. And she was at a rugby match watching him play. And I think this was about three months in. They were talking about, you know, potentially moving in together and she was sitting beside somebody and she overheard a conversation and she was like, oh, number 15 or whatever, that's such and such as fiance. <gasps> uh-huh. And my friend was with her friend and was like, don't say anything. Let me oh get to the bottom God. of this. Because obviously her stomach fell out of her. She was devastated. So they switched sides and my friend's friend was like, sorry, what did you say? Did you say that you know number like 15 or whatever? And they were like, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know him so well. We know his fiance back home. And then obviously started digging. Then my friend confronted this guy straight away. And I cannot tell you because I read the messages how he gaslit her like an absolutely manipulative motherfucker and was like we weren't even really together like oh my god so my friend you know I probably wouldn't have taken this course of action but she was well within her rights to do so she messaged the girl and was like listen 
I just need to tell you this, but for three months I have been with your fiance. Like we have been living as practically man and wife for all intents and purposes. And um, the girl and her like spent so much time like crying on the phone together because obviously they were both heartbroken. To cut a long story short, that inevitable thing happened that so often does. The girl ended up turning around on my friend and was like, you pursued him. You were obsessive over him. Like you're pathetic. And before you know, she knew it. She was completely ostracized as this absolute obsessive psychopath. And honestly, like I've heard this so often, mm. especially in the UAE, because you can, you can lead a double life in the UAE. You're relatively unknown. It's not like you're living in your, your hometown where everybody knows your business. In the UAE, you can just go, you can you know, filter into many different forms of life. Nobody really knows you. And especially if your partner's back at home, there's so much opportunity for this shit. So Fiona, when you head back to Dubai, be on high alert because oh, this seems to happen yeah. so freaking often. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, I could go on forever. Like when I got random messages during a lockdown from my, which I, who I believe is my, ex-boyfriend's ex saying to warning me about him and things like that and I think I've you know I don't know but I'm pretty sure that he maybe was still seeing her when he met me you know that it's and and my first initial thing when I got this message I was like what a fucking freak why is she messaging me and now I look back on it I'm like yeah like nine times out of ten her a total lie exactly you have to trust your gut I strongly believe that so rarely is there smoke without fire one that that is exactly what it is there was no smoke without fire and those messages that I got from this random account 100% something happened and he denied it to the cows came home the same mm. with this girl this this girl that's messaged me this the wife of my literally like 20 minute fling there is no smoke. Like, there is smoke because he Have has been, messaging been overly you? flirtatious for years with me. So she is within her right to be absolutely angry. Yeah, and she's just I taking it out on the wrong person. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. just taking it out on me. And you, you know what? They're married. So, you know, she's probably trying to convince herself that, you know... And I understand, I understand, I understand that completely because totally it makes understand. life much easier to blame the, blame the woman, the seductress, the temptress, mm. the woman oh, that yeah, was there to 100%. steal your man away. And can we just emphasize moving forward, like for fuck's sake, girls, girl code all the way. If you know somebody has a partner... Just leave them, be. leave them be. Just leave them be and move on. And always remember, if you get with somebody when they're with somebody else, trust me, down the line, you're always going to wreck your brains. You're always going to be paranoid that they're going to do the same thing to you. And you know what? Quite often, they will do the same mm. thing to you. So let's bear that in mind. No, completely off topic. And I loved it. I loved every moment and of that, Another Lauren. thing off topic. I just yeah. want, you know, oversharing. Uh, I feel like I really need to make up for my little antics last week of crying my eyes out. I just want to tell you something really fucking meaningful. I had, I've, I have been able to orgasm through getting, I was going to say licked out. Is that disgusting? What would you call it? Oral sex? Somebody Oral going down sex on you? going down on you. Sorry if licked out was absolutely diabolical. Is that disgusting? <laughs> oh my God. Um, what uh, is he? A dog licking a tortilla? <laughs> dog licking hot chips. <laughs> Anyways, 
Oh my god. I've really lowered the tone. Um, I've only been able to orgasm once in my life through mm. getting licked out by an ex-boyfriend many years yeah. ago. I was able to orgasm for the second time of my life this weekend. Bravo. It was so fucking good it's I so good Fiona it was a revelation right yes, and you why know do you think what I love it, it so much it, it, well do you know what I've realised I was so much in my head yeah. and I just kind of talked myself into it being not from me and you know I was really in my head and I was just like come on hurry up back up here and let's just get on with it and like, let's get the show in the road I never actually appreciated that for a beautiful wonderful orgasmic event in itself and I just lay down and I was like you know what don't fucking rush it just go with the flow if you need to fucking gravitate right on his head just do it this is your fucking freak show and I did it and it happened and I mm. was like what the fuck it was so good and um, i just thought i put that out there because that was a really great thing that happened to me this week Amazing. and i walked around I'm all so day happy. like i had an orgasm today while getting licked out it was wonderful oh, anyways so i'm never going to say licked out again but i'm so pretty sure we say thing. that in northern ireland um and you know the island of ireland we say licked out and it's not actually that offensive but mm. anyways if i've offended you, know you i'm sorry do you know what i did the other night in the pitch black with the photographer, which I really, really recommend to girls that are from our stats that can't penetrate, um, can't orgasm through penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. So I, he was on top of me and we were having sex and I had previously used my vibrator like one morning and that was great, but my vibrator has run out of battery. <laughs> so I just used my fingers on myself and I started doing it and he like moved his body up so I could do it and I said is this okay and he was like yeah I love it and I had the best orgasm and he was going for it it. and I just feel like do you know what it's okay to pleasure yourself because if you don't if you know you're not going to have an orgasm just from them pounding your badge then Mm -hmm. just don't (laughs) don't be also don't be shy to like have a go at yourself because I also think like why shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. They're having sex I'm, I'm with you to reach an that. orgasm. I've so always, why can't I? Yeah, I've always been a fan of that. I've got no issue with <laughs> like going right down there. And I've never know, done it. Never, I've never I, done I, it like I, that. I, you know I what? Like, I have go. for a long time because I know I find it difficult. And, you know, I've never, nobody's ever had an issue with it. And my boyfriend now, like he'll quite often just like put it down there and stuff. And I kind of think, you know what? It's you really healthy. Yeah, it's really it's healthy. It's like there's zero embarrassment, obviously. And if you know that that's one of the only ways that you can reach orgasm is by like stimulating your mm. clit. And if he's not doing what he needs to do without you directing him or whatever, just reach down there and do it yourself. Trust me, your partner is going to find mm. it exceedingly fucking hot for you to take your own orgasm into your own Andrew, hands. You can't take control of yourself. And um, do you know what, actually? Do you know what he said to me? Um, He said that I was the undisputed queen of blowjobs and i gave Amazing. him the best blowjob did you give him that twisty one that we talked about he literally i'm telling you everyone go and listen to laura's tips on how to give a blowjob because i use every single one of her tips and mm-hmm. it has literally blown not to <laughs> use that word literally i am Can now you summarize the, the tips queen okay 
let's summarize. By the way, we're totally not going to have time to talk about what we wanted to talk about. We'll have to save it for another week. Oh, it's fine. We'll just have a chat this week. It's fine. Um, so the summary of the blowjob tips was... Oh, I'm going to have... Let me get a... Let me get a... Oh, no, that's going to make noise. Um, so it's... Well, I do it with one hand, but Laura was basically saying with two hand, which is basically a twisting emotion. Mm-hmm. Whilst you've got the, the head in your mouth, mm-hmm. up and down, twisting mm-hmm. the shaft. Mm-hmm. up and down and make sure that it's really salivary and wet so that yeah. you're not like rubbing dry skin also what i've been doing which needed to be added to the tip so it's good we're doing a summary of this since we're almost coming to the end of season one sad um i have got the got the, i can't believe i'm gonna say this even i'm a bit embarrassed but whatever i'm fucking gonna say it i've been like I like go up and like lick his balls and look at him at the same time. So what I basically, what we make him, what I make him do is basically sit at the edge of the bed. Uh So he's lying down and he like gets a pillow so he can still see me. And then I basically like gone down and I like put the balls in my mouth and then look at him. And it literally is like fucking porn. I'm like a porn star. And then I love I'm the fact that I'm sitting out. here giving all the tips to give a great blowjob and I don't think I've given a blowjob on weight. <laughs> I really need to readdress this. Oh my God. And you know what? I've realized Enthusiasm, well. I think, is a huge deal. The what, sorry? Enthusiasm. Because I'm like, I look like, I'm like... You're like, loving it. Loving it. And I'm just like having the best fucking You're time. gobbling it up like a burrito. Gobbling <laughs> Like you're loving it, like looking at him, like seductively with your his balls in your mouth. That's actually really sexy. You know what? I sometimes when you and I are talking, it just occurs to me live on this podcast that sometimes I can just be so fucking selfish and lazy in bed, and he just is such a giving person, and it is ridiculous how little I actually give blowjobs. And I used to be so into it. Again, it all harks back to that kind of peaks and troughs of sexual desire and things like that. But anyways, food for thought. It's something that I'm definitely going to address and I'm going to do it this week. I think also when, I think the reason now, see, okay, see, I'm a bit of an overachiever. Mm-hmm. I, I, fuck, I, I love, I'm competitive and I love being the best at everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I I gave that blowjob that he said that his soul left his body. Wow, <laughs> that is that's how a you big described statement. it. And he said it was the best blowjob of his life. And then from then on, I was like, I'm the fucking queen of blowjobs. So I will now have to top myself every single fucking time. And he will. I'll get tell you what, up. what an accolade you had that to your CV, oh, I know. Any fingers, any cheeky little fingers in the butter? Um, is that so just I, for special I occasions? I didn't this time because I've got quite long nails and I don't know, is that a thing? Like I'm a bit, I was a bit concerned. I didn't want it, to hurt I, him. I personally feel like you shouldn't have massive big talons on, in case you put your finger and in and like pull out a bit talons. of sweet corn or whatever. You just, yeah, I would say, <laughs> a mushy pea. Um, oh I my would God, say. Never done that. Oh. I've never. I, listen. I mean, the reality is, if you're you going to put your put finger on, up oh. somebody's arse, you know, you need to be understanding and aware of the fact that potentially you can pull out unsavory items or a must or a scent or a film. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying you have to f- shove your finger up there every day. You don't want to make it like a, you know, such a commonality that it lacks gusto. Yeah. But you know, once in a blue moon, 
He'll maybe let yeah. you let you know by him thrusting his butthole on your finger. He de- the thing is, what's okay? So what's really interesting? I'm not talking about him too much because I feel a bit bad that I'm like just revealing our sex life. But like, he does instruct me. So like, when I'm down there, he's like, "I'll oh, put my put my balls in your mouth or whatever." But what he hasn't ever asked me to do is and is put a finger up there. He's never asked. I've just gone and done it. But mm-hmm. I I'm just would be really curious maybe to ask a guy would you feel comfortable enough to ask for it? Because obviously, you know what straight guys are like. They're just like, mm-hmm. they don't want to assume, they don't want to feel like they're doing anything remotely what is seen as like homosexual, which is completely ridiculous because the male G-spot is in the prostate. So mm-hmm. it's not that. It's But I do think that men, straight men, won't ask for it. Very, very true. A lot of them won't. But Have I you think ever had that... a guy ask you to do it? Yes. Has he been mm-hmm. a total freak in the bed? He is somebody that I would say had an obsession with the ass. Okay, mine okay. and his. Oh, interesting. Okay, really interesting. And I remember him going to Boots and spending about £20 on lubed-related items in order for us to get there with me and I just couldn't do it I was just firstly I think I probably felt under quite a bit of pressure and the pain was just profuse and I just I was like listen this is not for me but we've tried um and then he loved to receive it as well Mm. in hindsight potentially he liked it quite a bit more than I don't know I think there was potentially little I think he was a bit more sexually fluid Right, and that's okay. Yes, that's all yeah, I'm yeah. saying okay, in hindsight. Really I would it, be really interested to know if you have ever, listener, had a guy, normal guy, ask you to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I have never heard, and I've not had him ask. I've had him ask ask me to be like, oh, I'll touch my balls, blah, 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 which is like quite standard, but I've never, mm-hmm. but then he's never battered, but he's, of course, he's never battered me away when I've done it. So yeah. Yes. Is there something thought. that you, that your partner or an ex or whatever has asked you for? And is it something that once you get there, is it something that they actively enjoy? Is this an every time blowjob occurrence or is this like once in a blue moon, like as a little bit of a treat? Yeah. Because- I will say though that I, I feel like I've been giving too many because now I feel like he expects it, which is fine. I do. I also do enjoy doing it. This is also another thing because my friend says to me, oh, but he expects it now. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But also I really love doing it. It's not like I don't like it. But what I feel like it's at the moment, it's a little bit out, out balanced. Okay. We're not, he's not, um, he's not doing enough for me. I don't think. Sorry, Fiona. Is this he kind of mentioned that he wasn't super into oral, oral right? Just, like, like giving it. Whatever, but you know, there are other ways of pleasuring a girl that's not with your mouth. You know, mm-hmm. your fingers and things like that. And I haven't had that issue. Maybe you should try like holding back on the BJs a little bit. Yeah, I will. To be fair, I didn't I it seemed to be a morning thing. Okay. In what sense? Well, actually, to be fair, the other morning, it, I, I, we didn't have a condom, so we couldn't have sex. So I gave him a blowjob and that was fine. And then, like, we basically just, like, got up and I, I, I like, got back into bed thinking, like, you know, it would be reciprocated and it wasn't. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I was like, but it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I don't know. This is also another thing. Maybe I need to overcome this over my, on myself. But, like, I felt, 
I knew I felt a bit like oh okay but I also then felt embarrassed that I didn't want to ask for it yeah of course and I think that that's a really interesting point because you know I'm sitting here preaching saying oh do this you know to yourself blah 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 but I there was I was embarrassed to ask him and I can completely I didn't, I didn't understand want him that to be like I didn't want him to be like you know um oh I'm like I don't want to do it because I don't want to ever feel like someone doesn't want to do something to me mm-hmm. I want it to I want it to be an organic thing I don't want to sure. ever have to ask I know you should ask for it, but I only want to ask for it when we're already in the moment. It's not like one of these things where you like fucking put his boxes on and then got back into bed. Please, sir, can like, I have some more? You don't want yeah, to kind of b- beg for the crumbs him. of somebody's sex table. It yeah. should happen organically. You're 100 right. <laughs> I don't want to make a feast from the crumbs. <laughs> oh, something to burn. Sex mine. crumbs. <laughs> but um, you know, Fiona, next time potentially. <clears throat> if that's the case, then why don't you guys maybe suggest? a little bit of a mutual masturbation session, which I actually thoroughly yeah. enjoy as well, which is also very hot. Now that you've got your ufe with you reaching down there and flicking your own wee bean, no, say to him, listen, big lad, grab your lanyard and, you know, put like a good thing and the two of you just lie there wreathing in ecstasy. That's, that's also actually, pretty okay, enjoyable. That's, 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 maybe I'll try that. I'll try that next time. Look, I, I don't have... I just... I feel like also... I'm sure if I said to him, by the way, the other morning I felt like you should have done something, I'm sure he'd be like, well, why didn't you ask me? And that is the thing. It's it's my own thing, my own fault. Yes, okay, he should want to do it. I get that. But also at the same time, I should have grown some bollocks and mm-hmm. asked him. On that note, my mother's just pulled in and I don't want to be Sorry. sitting here with her in the same room or home and me talking about mutual masturbation. It makes me feel disgusting <laughs> and dirty. Way. So on that note, lovely listener, we are nearly at the end of season one. What the fuck? What, the what fuck? a ride this has been. We are, how many thousand downloads? 33,000 or something 000, ridiculous? Yeah, ridiculous. Um, so we've got a couple of more weeks to go. Um... You guys are the fucking lifeline of Love Bites and we appreciate you. If there's anything at all that has, you know, any topics today that you have resonated with, drop us an email, drop us a DM on Instagram. If there's anything that you want us to talk about, you know where we are. Hit us up on Instagram and our handle is lovebitepodcast underscore. And on that note, my darling, see you later. We literally did not touch on anything as per fucking usual i even wrote a post-it note of my notes and we didn't do it we were going to talk about star signs but we'll just have to do it another day we'll do star signs i star signs are interesting and a lot of people are very invested in astrology so let's talk about next week because i got that fucking message today it just threw us off course no and do you know what that was really worth talking about it was was because we could do get a lot of messages from people that have been cheated on so it was a good thing to discuss um right well see you later see you later